Your astronaut looks so much younger today. Well, I mean, it could be the haircut I got last week, you know, and uh, I am sitting in my childhood uh, bedroom also. So I don't know if that could be uh, playing on things energetically. Uh, my background is blurred, but yes, I came I came home on the red eye a couple of days ago because my uh, my father uh, was rushed to the hospital. So I came home to, to be with my uh, mom and my dad who got discharged on Saturday. So 93 years old and he's still doing his thing. Those so jeans, we'll man. Those jeans. Well, you know what? You you make a good point. Those jeans. You know, it's just like what happens when you're when you're raised in a certain way and you're resilient and you you face challenges head on and you you grow up in an environment that's like healthy and eating healthy foods and surrounded by you know family and nature. Like, I mean, it it, it lays a strong foundation. I was always referring to the kind of jeans he likes to wear, but yeah, sure, I'll, I'll run with that as well. <laughs> yeah, my dad doesn't wear jeans, bro. He's a ninety. 90- <laughs> Three-year-old Greek guy. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to Here for the Truth. I'm Joel Rafidi. Got your Asmus with me as always. Today we have the return of Jason Christoph, our good friend. Always love getting down and having these conversations with JC. Uh, always a funny time, that's for sure. Uh, you know, this guy's been doing this work for 20 plus years, man. Yeah, he has. I mean, uh, I mean, you'll hear it in the beginning of the episode, but you know, I remember, I still remember his first post that I came across or he was talking about like alcohol and like the, just like the, the, the etymology of that word and the impact it has on you. And, you know, he's just been so proficient with sh- sharing so much information on social media, Facebook primarily, but obviously through his articles and websites and, you know, really just a testament to someone you see living a heroic life and speaking truth to power and, and wanting to do what he what he can to you know protect the younger generation, so I have the utmost respect for that man. He's probably single handedly most responsible for getting the most amount of individuals off coffee dependency. Like he has gone hard on coffee for the longest time as well, and that's had well, a, and that's, act- that's had a huge impact, man. Like, well, well, yeah, and actually, yeah. that's what that's what um, aligned me with him because I was kind of not out there in the public, but behind the scenes, like I, I was off caffeine for, for, I guess over 10 years and to see someone speaking about it, it was rare. You don't see anyone. So I was like, Oh, this dude, I could align with him. Yeah. So it was cool. Just, just before we get into that conversation, it's that time again, rise above the herd round eight. We're now onboarding. This is our eight week transformational group coaching program for truth seekers. Um, this is our offering to really bring you up to the next level in your life, in multiple arenas, to really evolve psychologically, understand yourself on a deeper level, um, build your emotional intelligence, get your dream machine really greased up and going again and putting you on the path of living your best, most authentic life um, to heal your relationships and reclaim your power. It's an amazing offering, 75 plus students now over the course of seven rounds. We've had incredible testimonials, incredible feedback throughout. So if you're down to go on this journey with us, round eight dates, uh, January 8th, the course will end March 5th. You can head to riseaboveTheHerd.co or you can press the Rise Above the Herd link in the show notes and you can learn more about it and join there. Without any further ado, Jason Christoph. You are now listening to the Here for the Truth podcast, hosted by Joel Rafidi and Eurosimos. 
Welcome back to Here for the Truth, everyone. Today, we have the great Jason Christoph returning. He first joined us on episode 24, diving into ancient mechanisms of mind control. And then the cult classic episode 83, Get Your Shit Together. That was a great episode too. For those that don't know, Jason runs an international overcoming self-sabotage and psychological reprogramming institute where students are educated on the subjects of mind control, brainwashing, behavior modification, and psychological manipulation. Jason's students then use their knowledge in these arenas to help reprogram their clients into better versions of themselves on all levels. Jason believes that the social decay we openly see in our world today has only come about because key players in our society are using these manipulative psychological tactics against most of humanity. If we are to survive and thrive in the upcoming years, Jason believes that each citizen must understand these processes as to protect themselves from future psychological operations. Here he is, Jason. Welcome back. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm I'm so proud of you. I, I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time when I'm cleaning the conno. You got great guests and uh, lots to learn. Lots to learn in that that playlist. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much. I mean, we do our best to like follow our intuition in terms of what kind of guests we want to have on and also, you know, have empowering guests that maybe present the alternatives to the alternative at time. But, you know, you know, the respect I have for you, I say it all the time, but, uh, you know, for our new listeners, like, you know, there are two two men in like the truth conspiracy world that have had a human, it, huge impact on me. One is Michael Dazari and the other one is the man you see right now, Jason Kristoff. He's just been a uh, a fearless proponent of speaking out and sharing knowledge and information on social media and through his articles and through his work for years upon years. And man, just, you know, thank you so much, dude, for being you. Hey, Rasmus, thanks for, thanks for that. I mean, right back at you. I'm really proud of, I just proud of your energy, uh, Joel. I mean, what you guys have been doing. I remember when you started, and um, you're doing great work. So thanks for having me back on. Mm-hmm. Man, Appreciate it's been, it. yeah, it's, it's been over a year since we, since we last spoke. So like what I'm feeling into right now, bro, what's the, what's the Christoph report on the current state of the world? <laughs> well, I mean, I think we're drinking the truth serum uh, through, it's like drinking water through a fire hose at this point. <laughs> I mean, we, how can you keep anything straight? Uh, with what's going on. You can see all kinds of different agendas maybe forming on the horizon. I see some of the lawsuits coming up now, and I kind of warned about that at the beginning, that they might open the floodgates to the lawsuits to try and bankrupt the society. You see all kinds of weird stuff happening, but you see a lot of victories, and I haven't seen a lot of victories. I've been doing this for 20 years, and I've seen more victories, but we've seen more evil. So it's probably still pretty even. I think it's going to be a race to the finish line. I'm not too sure what's going to happen at the end, but things are really heating up now. Uh, the stories I get, I, I mean, I can't keep up with the yeah, with the amount of fascinating, I mean, just the documentaries that are being produced and the information that's coming out and, and the truth that's coming out it's it's a great time to be alive. You cert- we're certainly getting a, a good education on how the world really operates. Yeah, there's definitely been a huge snowballing effect in regards to, you know, the dissemination of quote-unquote truth in, in, in the last few years. Um, and, the, you know, the audience is becoming much more receptive, becoming much wider. Um, but also at the same time, I think that comes with a little bit of a, 
you know, of course there's much more confusion and a lot more perspectives and a lot more narratives to sift through, even on the truth side of the conversation now. Uh, absolutely. I mean, even when I was listening to Michael Tessarian on one of your last mm-hmm. podcasts, I mean, there was just so much information that I didn't know. I mean, just like Ike says, the more you, it's just trying to admit you don't know and just to keep learning and learn for the for the thirst of of the knowledge and and what you can do with it to make make the world a better place. But some of the stories I've been getting, they're they're hard to comprehend. Some of them are getting so bizarre and so complex. They're making my head spin. So today I've had to step away from it a little bit. Today was the down day. Just to let everything absorb and try to refocus for tomorrow and try to get some good content out to my to my listeners and my readers so that, so that my confusion doesn't roll downhill to them. I think that's really important. Try to keep people focused, keep them, you know, not necessarily hopeful by false means, but try to keep them understanding there are solutions to all these mm-hmm. problems. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, a big piece to this whole puzzle is like, how do you stay grounded and take in all this information from many different angles and not let it overwhelm you. Like, again, you don't want to stick your head in the sand and pretend like everything's okay. But at the same time, you don't want fear to take a hold of your psyche because we know what impact that has on an individual's health. Yeah, I think regardless of the problems, the solutions are always the same. So we can become these rabid observers of the chaos. We want to take in every bit of information we can. But in the end, I mean, what what you're doing the way you're positioning yourself. I know you have a, your Osmos, you have a little, do you have a little homestead? I think you said you had some chickens and. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I, we have some chickens, plant some fruit trees. You know, we're building a little community. We're doing what we can on that front, you know, so. Yeah, I think that's all the solutions lie in this empowerment movement. You have, we have to start taking independent control back of our resources, our water, our electricity, our transportation, our food, uh, food storage, everything that we used to rely on these cities for, we we know that's going to be weaponized against us. So step by step, and we have the time. I mean, it's been four years since this rolled out. We certainly have the time to start moving slowly and preparing. And I think that's really important for people to focus on just gain your independence. Stop being so dependent on these cities for every little thing that we need. And like my, uh, like Max Egan says, we're all tra- tracketarians. We have to get away from that because we can see that this dependency agenda is what they're weaponizing against the people. And yeah, they're not good people that are in control. So we really have to take our independence back and build it one bit at a time, but not wreck our lives in, in, in the interim. We can't really be so paranoid that we forget to live our lives and and really throw out that vibration out into you know out into the ether. We have to have be these positive broadcast antennas as well. We just can't be always focusing on the negative. I think we I, and I, I know you guys are doing that. Your solution uh, focused, and I know a lot more people are doing that. And the hope, you know, sort of the hope aggregate is really rising. I find into the stratosphere. Yeah. Yeah. We like this is the power of creative purpose. You know, if if you have a true creative purpose that day in, day out, you can come back and 
sculpt and work on and mold and build your life as a container through, like everything else becomes less less noisy. And I can come back and create my life and really exercise my creative life force in, in service of something really meaningful. And I think we really desperately need that on an individual level more than ever, you know, because even when all the fires are blazing around us, if we can come back to our, our own personal creative effort and get just that reciprocal joy through the act of creation, you know, that's there's power in that. Yeah. I want to highlight, I just want to highlight something real quick based on what you said where, um, you know, a lot of people, they need to be mindful if they're making these drastic decisions. Like you said, don't blow your whole life up. Are they making these drastic decisions from fear, from paranoia? I've actually had conversations with people who like at the beginning of 2020, they like moved from where they were living, bought a plot of land in the middle of nowhere, thinking they need to prep for the end of the world. And then realized it's not what they even really wanted. You right. know, and, it's like and actually big, it's, and actually it, it might suck. Yeah. Like, it, like <laughs> the fantasy isn't always what the reality is. And so, you know, you have to go within like your value system, what you want, what really matters. You know, some people are like, wait, I did all this and I bought a house and I tried to set up gardens and tried to do all this. And then realized I just wanted to travel around the world and focus on other stuff that I wanted to do. So, you know, <laughs> Everybody's growing up really fast. I yeah. I was in that boat. I moved to Mexico and it was great. And then when I got there, everything turned upside down right away. I met a lady at Anarchapoco she, and she ends up being from Latvia. So now I'm in Latvia for about five months a year or six months a year, back in Mexico, flying to Romania, going to Italy. So everything's completely upside down. But what what we see is that covid was good for people who really wanted to expand their horizons. Mm -hmm. COVID really helped people take action on what they were supposed to be taking action on for a very, very long time, and they had put it off. And COVID was sort of that, that stick that came and just smashed the glass and said, okay, it's now or never. You got to jump out of the nest. This is as good a time as any other time. Let's go out and see what you can do. So although... Even myself going out, I didn't fall on my face, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. The, my world has expanded thousands of times for potential. I'm doing very well in business. I've, I even opened another business today called the, uh, the Christoph Business Academy, where we're mm -hmm. going to be teaching you know, basic entrepreneurial skills, because I think that is one of the solutions as well trying to generate your own income so that we're not we're not dependent on a job or you, we all know this talk working a job that you don't like to buy things you don't need so i see that as one of the foundational powerpoints that people can jump off from and still keep prepping and even if it takes a long time even if it's a side hustle to start and it ends up being a uh, a full-fledged business down the road, I think people have to understand we have to be independent on every level and really get our business acumen to the point where we can stop working for other people and have a six-figure income from something that we love so that we can keep, you know, protect our family, keep growing and keep doing what we love because we all know there's cost to that. There's It's not cheap going out and trying to forge your own path and help other people, even for your podcast, the mics, the time, the cameras, the editing. Um, these things, they're not cheap. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And, you know, there's power in consistency and, you know, there's power in making 1% improvements in, in any way we can, you know, each, each day of our lives. Like bamboo, like grows 90% underground before all of a sudden, you know, it blows up and that 10% you see, you see above the ground. And I think also like we're so conditioned to this short-term gratification kind of paradigm where, you know, we're not really willing to wait for the huge payoff at, you know, the day that comes from, you know, thousands of small changes across a prolonged period of time. Um, but that's, that's, that's the name of the game, man. Like above and beyond all else, get on with the game of being human, of, of creating yourself, of sculpting yourself into something greater than you can even possibly imagine. Yeah. And I know you're doing that and it's almost like we're doing the same thing. Uh, your group, you, your program, you're teaching people the same thing, how to be disciplined, how to move ahead, how not to be afraid of the majority. You're teaching psychology where they know they're going to, you know, the people that are under you, they know they're going to get attacked. They know they're going to get mocked. They know that when they go to the top of the crab bucket, the crabs at the bottom are going to try and pull them down. So I'm seeing many different campfires starting all around the truth movement. And we're all teaching the same thing because it all has that foundational solutions is go out and be your best simply because the system relies on us and teaches us and condition us conditions us to be our absolute worst. So if that's the system, the solution is obvious. If it's trying to beat us down, we have to rise up. If it's trying to make us mediocre, we have to be our best because obviously that's the energy that's going to take down the system. Yeah. That's the bifurcation of humanity that I've been witnessing since 2020 went down. Back to what you said, those people that really started realizing, what do I need to do? You know, what do I need to do? Or the opposite where they just cowered into more fear or just stuck their 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 or kept their feet on the ground or dug their heels in even more with the status quo and their personal status quo of how their lives were going and uh it's been pretty obvious to see you know who falls in what camp yeah and i think these people that did comply in 2020 i think what we saw was the a rite of passage forced mm -hmm. on it was forced on the people so although a lot of people complied and, and fell down, they, di they weren't guarded, they didn't know what was going on, I think the next time they're going to be ready. So I think a rite of passage, although they might have been injured, some people have passed away from their decisions between 2020 and now, I think these people are hardened now. I mm -hmm. think they're sort of like the people of Romania. When I went to Romania last week, only 20% of the population took the shot. That's very, very low. And they attributed it that to they had this memory of the dictator. I think he was removed in 1989. Hmm. Uh, he was murdered. I don't know why he was murdered. There's some different rumors about that. But they remember what it's like to be ruled tyrannically and to have their freedom taken away and also to see their fellow citizens dead in the street and the police and the military dead in the street. So if they said, ah, if it's going to happen again, it's going to happen again. And they weren't afraid because they had been exposed to it. That's why in North America and Canada, we're so far away from any kind of conflict. You know, we're all in this comfort coma. And you can see the difference. And I think um, 
Estonia just rejected the pandemic treaty. I see. I think uh, Slovakia rejected the pandemic treaty and all amendments. So all these European countries that have these fresh memories of war and tyrannical rule and a lack of freedoms, they smell it a lot more easily than what you you know you see in America and in Canada. But not. No one's born like this. The Canadians and the Americans, they're not born like this. They were manufactured. All the sedative chemicals, all the sedative drugs, all the narcotics, fentanyl, Oxycontin. This is old hat for the group that we're talking about. They use drugs to go down and dumb down the population. They go in and they decimate. And then they, they've produced this population that's too sedated, too tranquilized, and too numb to even feel what's going on. So again, the solution for me that I teach is always health first. If someone's confused about what they have to do here to start making headway in their own life, you got to get your brain on board. Your brain is a remarkable thing. But if you don't know what hurts your brain or how much alcohol hurts your brain or how much caffeine hurts your brain and how much, you know, there's a, there's a sedation effect. There's this, it's like a clutch. It's unclutching of your brain. And then you're just running on programs. This is what all these sedative chemicals are known to do in this group. I mean, I know you've had David Whitehead on. It was a great interview last time. But this group that David alludes to definitely has a history of using sedative narcotics and drugs to go and dumb their population down to the point where they're easier to mind control. Yeah. And it prevents people from even just getting to the truth of who they are and what's happening within their own system, within their own emotional life to even, to even gain the motivation to make changes because they are so sedated and they don't, they can't feel the truth of their reality. So it's definitely, I, I agree with you, man. It's a big thing. Not, and we're not even bringing up the fact that humans are manufactured and how they're manufactured through our academic through the schooling system as well, which is a whole nother angle to this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, like, you're not going to rise above the system if the system's inside you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're right, Erasmus. And this group that we're talking about, I tell people it's not complicated. They have mind control, which is sort of the university and education system that you're talking about. Like repetition is 80% of all mind control. So they just repeat the lies to them. But, and, you know, we have this loving part of our brain that copies the most repetitive impacts in our environment. But it's also being shown that if you're polluted, if you're toxic, if you're poisoned, you're damaged. And damaged animals need the herd. So when you're toxic, you're more likely to repeat the lies of known liars. So this system is all based on traditional mind control on one side, and poisoning the population on the other side. It's really just a two-pronged system. Again, the solution, start to reduce the poisons or remove them all together. And it's going to be very painful for some people because they'll find themselves, like ripping off a Band-Aid, they'll find themselves living in a life that they don't enjoy. And they, they will want to escape that life because that's what they're used to doing. They're going to be drinking wine on a Friday night, eating sedative junk food. They might be having the coffee every morning. And if you t those are all painkillers. Caffeine is a painkiller. Sugar is a painkiller. 
Uh, refined flour is a painkiller. Obviously, alcohol is a painkiller. And they'll find if they remove that, they can actually feel for the first time the reality and they might not like it. But that's the rite of passage they have to take. They have the courage to sit with their pain, talk to the pain teacher, invite the pain teacher in to discuss what the lesson is for the day. And for them to act on it, they'll really need to get healthy because you're going to need the energy to to keep moving ahead. Like it doesn't take any energy to sit down and be stagnant in a life that you don't want. The energy comes in, the health comes in as a strategy when you realize, okay, this is not working anymore. Me ignoring this boring, useless, not useless, but mundane and soulless existence that I'm living. Let's make some moves. That's when the health comes in that you have to get healthy because it's going to give you the energy reservoir that you need to move ahead. So I tell people, if you're confused, a lot of people are angry too. I want to go get Klaus Schwab. I want to go get Justin Trudeau. Who knows Nancy Pelosi? (laughs) They want to go get people. I say, you don't have to get anybody. Just get up in the morning, take control of your cupboards, take control of your fridge, take control of your shopping. And the discipline that they'll learn controlling what they put in their body can be the foundational discipline that they can apply toward their business, toward their relationships, toward truth-telling, speaking out, getting involved with the community in a positive way. So it's like going to a gym without even going to the gym. Like if you even reduce your coffee from three coffees a day to one coffee a day or half a coffee a day. That's like going from lifting five pounds in the gym to lifting 25 pounds. This disciplinary muscle gets stronger, and this is the muscle that people are going to need to build their best life. And that's what's so important today is, and a lot of people are doing it, just maintaining and accomplishing these little goals every day so that their discipline muscle gets stronger and they're lifting, you know, five pounds, 25 pounds, 50 pounds, a hundred pounds. They're getting stronger every day. And I see it, like I said, I seen COVID as the catalyst to a lot of people finding their strength and moving ahead and doing what's right instead of doing what's easy, which is the opposite of what we've been taught in this comfort coma sort of society. Yeah. Such a self affirming act or these are self-affirming acts and acts of self-love when you really start making these these changes in your life and then what does that foundation of self-love do you know what kinds of relationships do you draw into your life you know what opportunities present themselves so i think when people use terms like god or the universe or you know some of these spiritual principles like i have found in my own life and the people i've worked with and the people i observe that when they break this stagnancy, when they get out of the crab button, there are unseen forces that come to guide you in your life. It's like clockwork. Like the the right phone call comes in, the text comes in. You run a you 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 run into someone that that provides you like the the catalyst for the next step or the next stage in your life. And it's 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 a miracle. It's actually like what people consider miracles are just what happens 
when you start living a more righteous path, you start loving yourself more and you start making the decisions that are going to push you forward. Yeah. Classic hero, classic hero's journey. You know, the, 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 the friends come, you discover the treasure, you're able to, you know, deal with Excalibur's sword. But, you know, I just really see it like the power comes from self-congruence. You know, when our thoughts, actions, and behaviors align, just the more power of whatever this is becomes available to us. Yeah, I've been finding these coincidences mm-hmm. happening more and more in my life all the time, which is even sometimes even more confusing because you have to handle them as they come in. I find when I'm healthier, I get more of them. Like whatever I want appears. I say I want to meet this person, they mm-hmm. appear in my life. I remember uh, in Romania, I said, oh, I would love to talk to Matthias Desmond the author of the book, The Psychology of Totality. Yeah. So, I'm, so I go, I get my plate uh, at the after dinner, and I go back, he's sitting right at my table. And I I'm saw like, the picture. Yeah. I said, this is perfect. So I'm asking him, but that's just a minor one. There's major ones. And for me, it's not only like I alluded to when we started, the information that's coming is so fantastical so truthful and as for as a truth teller i really enjoy it so that's hard to take in because it's it's hard to put everything in its place or put the puzzle pieces together but on top of it i'm being trying to come to grasp with yeah there's a cheering section out there a spiritual cheering section or a universal casino where if you are doing things that are in alignment with something moral or ethical, and you can't even really put your finger on it, the casino starts paying out. And that can be really confusing because then you're going to have the scientific reductionist mind that was homed in the government school system trying to figure that out. Like, what is that? And I'm just going with it. I'm I'm tired of trying to look at it and figure it out. I just know the healthier I get, the better I treat myself, and the more service that I give to the people in my tribal circle, the casino pays out, and there's these invisible forces that are that are my cheerleaders, and they also protect me every single place I go. I like that. The universal Christos. casino. Christoph's putting the bank on 29 black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's something. Yeah, and that can be really confusing because then if you say, if you listen to David Icke and his latest book and everything is a simulation, I mean, it can really get your head spinning. But I think the foundation, like you said, of your osmosis, you just got to stay grounded, right? Mm-hmm. Just be of service to other people and bring people up. You know, we're all on the success mountain together. At one time, Eurosmos, I helped you up. Yeah. Right. And then you went above me. And then I listened to your podcast and you helped me up. So we're only there really if we do this work and help other people up the ladder, up Success Mountain. And when we need a hand, we put our hand up and someone pulls us up. I find that's the most satisfying thing that I've ever done in my life. Oh, and yeah. the more, yeah, and the more I dedicate myself to that, the more rewards that I expected I, I do receive. But then there's other weird rewards that are so fantastical and so overwhelming 
you can just see it's a trail of breadcrumbs. I don't know where it's going to go, but there's an emotional trail of breadcrumbs to say, you know, this is the road. This is the road I should be walking. And as we help other people, I think they feel it too in their own regard, on their own path, that getting clean, give, being, giving service to other people is really where we're going to get our deepest satisfactions met. Yeah. And, yeah, which is different than how we all grew up in the cities and the schools and in front yeah. of the TV watching Gilligan's Island. Yeah. But I, what I think is important also to, to delineate is that we need to give ser- be of service to ourselves first. Yes. You know, with everything that we're talking about, because some people can get very caught up in, I just have to be good to other people and give service to other people. And they're giving from an empty cup. They're giving from a place of obligation as opposed to, I have filled my cup. I have gotten out of the, the the crab bucket. I'm on purpose. I'm living my life. And then from here, I can offer the hand. I can uh, inspire other people. Because I, I think that's important to, to, to talk about. Because sometimes people can just think, oh, my value comes only from what I do for other people. And they just disregard self-care and self-love and honoring the self. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a key part of the traditional mind control as well is like loving, loving thy neighbor at the cost of myself, you know, and, and kind of keeping everyone in this subdued altruistic kind of mindset where no one can really exit the crab bucket and we feel resent and guilt when, when, when we actually do. Um, but to receive value in this world, first and foremost, you have to be a man of value yourself. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people, do, and that is a mind control. I mean, this is a mind control program that's been running for a very long time. Is I call it eulogy programming. Everybody wants, when they die, they want everybody coming to the funeral and saying, "Ah, oh, you know, Jim was a great guy. Sally was a great girl," and that sort of, you know, that that sort of excitement or that declaration is usually reserved for people. Like you were saying, Erasmus, people that gave way, way too much and, you know, where they're always giving from an empty well. And it might even cause their premature passing, which mm-hmm. is quite sad. And, you know, when I pass away, it's not, you know, it's not, I'm, it'll, I'm not too sure what's going to happen when I pass away. But I want people to say, you know, that, yeah, I took care of myself. Like, like that's what the Health Foundation is about. I went and worked out this morning before I did anything else. I kind of took a day off because my brain was feeling a little tired. You do have to take care of yourself in this, in the truth movement. But I'm I'm always confident that, you know, you got it. You and Joel are going to just keep bringing people up. Max Egan's got it. Um, Some of the other people I listen to, they can take it for today or they can take it for two days. And then I'll jump back in when I, when I'm feeling capable. So everybody out there, I mean, it's good. It's a good uh, thing to remember, Rosmos. You have to take care of yourself, proper sleep, proper hydration. But as truth tellers, I keep myself, like when I went to Romania and, and spoke, I did a diet for three weeks. I trained a particular way. Um, I lost uh, eight pounds just before I went. I was training because, you know, to give your best to people and give a good talk, and make sure you have a good vibration for everybody around you. You don't want to kind of collapse at the end of the day and be, you know, really tired and fatigued. You want to have your energy up. I train, I train sort of like I would train for sports in regards to a big truth-telling event 
or just in general, I try to keep my myself in top shape because that extra two hours a day that you feel you're going to have energy, that's sometimes the difference between making 50 grand and making 250 grand. Yeah. You know, or, and it's not all about the money, but you, you know, I have, uh, I have six or seven people I have to support in my life. So yeah. I have to make sure that I'm, I'm hitting on all cylinders. I tell people, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not an overnight anything, but I've really maximized my skills through health and uh, I'm half Macedonian and half Scottish. So it's all hardworking people. So my hard work ethic can only shine through if my body and my health are at the same level. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's not all about the money, but the, the money's important, you know? And I think, again, like this is some of the key programming, which is really holding people back is their relationship to money on, 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 on that level, particularly in the alternative and in the, in the truth movement, you know, we tend to like really tarnish what the dollar actually represents. Um, but, you know, when we really draw it, like boil it down, like ultimately money is just the symbolic representation of life force exchange. You know, and what the, the, the my productivity, my creativity, and the value that I'm able to provide ultimately determines the value that I'm able to receive. I'm wondering if you can speak in just a little bit to the money programming that most people are dealing with. Now, a short break from the episode. What's up, community? Just wanted to quickly interrupt to let you know that on the 19th of December at 2 p.m. PST, that is the 20th of December, for those living in Sydney on AEDT at 9 a.m., we are hosting our first ever Beer for the Truth Global Community Hangout. Pretty much, we want to get the most awesome people together. We want to meet our listeners, get you in a Zoom room, hang out, have some fun, chat, get deep for 90 minutes, and just connect. This is a completely free call we're hosting. Yeah, we couldn't do what we do without you. Uh, we love your support. So uh, even right now, take a quick uh, little break. Go into the show notes, click on the link, input your email address, and you get all the relevant information to get on that call. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to meet y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, guys, enjoy the rest of the episode. Back to the episode. Well, the money programming is pretty rampant. And it's, it's pretty simple is that the way the subconscious works is it's naturally afraid of being in a small group. And the rich group is a very small group. It's the smallest group. So people are naturally afraid of it. So even if you were to have humans without TV mind control or movie mind control, they're still going to be very afraid to move into that group of 10%. Because you have to, again, do that rite of passage so that, because the small group, the way our minds are designed it's not only that we're naturally afraid to be part of the 10%, the 90% that aren't in sort of the abundant group, they're naturally designed to attack the 10%. So we have to do the rite of passage to know we will be attacked, we'll, we'll be mocked. I was getting mocked on my, on my social media today. <laughs> it's just, you just, it's not that you have to have a thick skin, you have to understand why they're doing it. And you have to understand that's not a good enough reason for you to hide your greatness. It mm -hmm. really is not. Just because someone's going to attack you and call you a conspiracy theorist or where's your tinfoil bodysuit, Christoph, 
you know, that that's okay. I'm not going to dull my shine to make some guy living in his mom's basement feel better about himself. That's not what I'm going to do, right? So you have the natural inclination, attack attack the smaller herd, you know, showing your gang, you know, flexing your gang colors, you know, trying to add stature to yourself inside your own tribe. We're afraid of being in the 10% wealthy tribe. That's natural. It gets even worse. It upregulates inside film and inside the movies. And that's done on purpose. The people who rule over us, they don't, they're not very creative to begin with. They use us to create all their products and all their wealth for them. They don't want any competition at the top. And they know that our behavior is usually a representation of the most repetitive messaging that we get. So they really control the messaging inside the media. And there's a lot of anti-wealth programming. And people don't even know until it's pointed out. Like Say like the movie Titanic. I think it's like the third uh, highest grossing movie of all time, which means a lot of people saw it, which means there's a lot of brainwashing going on that they're not aware of. So Jack Dawson, he gets on the Titanic, but... How did he get his ticket? Do you even remember? How did Jack Dawson get on the Titanic? Do you remember? Gambling, by chance, gambling, right? By chance, right? Because so he won it. So you don't really have to have the dirty exchange, right? It was by luck. It was by divine right that he's on there. Now, Jack's really poor. And then we have Rose. Now, she has to marry the rich guy and... It doesn't matter if it's uh, King of... It doesn't matter if it's a Christmas vacation with Chevy Chase, which a lot of people are going to be watching again for the 10th time coming up pretty soon. Chevy Chase's boss was a, was a jackass, right? He Instead of giving the bonus to Chevy Chase and Christmas vacation like he was supposed to get every single year, he's supposed to get a bonus in this movie. And he was going to use a bonus to put in a pool he gets a gift certificate for the Jelly of the Month Club, right? So the boss is a prick there. And then Rose Dawson in Titanic, she's got to marry the really rich guy with the big uh, diamond. And he's a real jackass. So, and then Rose Dawson, I mean, Rose is up there in the first class cabin having dinner and she misses Jack, right? The good old fat, like being poor is noble, being poor, poor people have more fun, poor people walk the moral, high moral ground. So you have, and she sneaks down from the first class cabin, doesn't want to be with her rich husband because rich people are boring. And they go down, not to the second class cabin, go down to the third class, right? And they're all swinging and dancing. They got the spoons and the accordion, they're drinking. You've never seen people have so much fun. And then when they hit the iceberg, even the rich guy tries to grab a baby. Uh, he forgets about Rose. He grabs some, some, some baby in swaddling clothing and says, this is my baby. I got to get on the lifeboat. And it doesn't matter if it's the equalizer with Denzel Washington. It doesn't matter if it's Liam Neeson in the movie Taken. Like even in the equalizer, he works at the home hardware. He's the hero. He's so poor. He only has one pair of shoes, 
one pair of sneakers. That's the only, and then he cleans them with a toothbrush at night, right? <laughs> Just to make sure they last as long as they can because he's so poor. But what else is he, right? He's he's a hero. He kicks ass. He and he does he kick ass of other poor people? Absolutely not. He is only gonna go get the bad guys in the equalizer. The the villain was named Slavy, like Slavy. He has a gullwing door Mercedes. He gets out of it in front of his restaurant and he says, There's a a Ferrari parked in his parking spot. And he says, Get that piece of shit out of my parking spot. He goes in, they're all sitting around and they just beat up a prostitute, which is a friend of Denzel Washington that meets him at night because he can't sleep because he's lost his wife. So they meet at a at a diner one o'clock every night and he's trying to tutor her to be a better person. Do you see the programming, right? And even in Equalizer 2, where now he's not working at home hardware, he's an Uber driver, mm. you know? And he picks up a girl that's being beaten up. She, she's an escort and he goes upstairs and there's three young kids that are wealthy cutting up cocaine lines with a uh, a black card, American Express black card, right? So he cuts, He I think he cuts, Denzel Washington beats them up with the black card. So all this programming goes on top of the natural fear of being in the smaller herd where the average person thinks I'll have more fun if I'm poor. It's more noble. It's safer. Everybody who is wealthy is a jerk. They're pricks. And they'll always have, you know, the Swiss army knife or phrases, money can't buy you happiness. Money doesn't grow on trees. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Who wants to bake a cake and not eat it? I mean, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But this is the sort of phraseology that can make you feel comfortable acting out our natural design. See, that's the insidious part of the programming. It's our natural design to, to go with the repetitive content and find the bigger herd. So the people who rule us use our natural design against us, like some kind of Kung Fu master. He says, you know, use the momentum of the punch, step out of the way and pull him, you know, make him fall down behind you. So they use the momentum of the human neurological system. They invert it and they weaponize it against us. And they they do it through controlling the repetitive content of our environment because we mimic the repetitive content. And of course, the more whacked out we are on the M&Ms when we're watching the movies or the caffeine in the Coca-Cola or the high glycemic popcorn, it's been shown that naturally humans will mimic up to a certain level, but if you intoxify them and poison them before you expose them to that repetitive content that you've manufactured for a particular result, the more poison the audience the more the mim- the more they mimic, you'll get more mimicking, mm-hmm. more. It's, it, it's really insidious, and this is how our society's been run since the day we've been born. Yeah, yeah. Being poor is so romanticized, you know. And this is this is Robin Hood one hundred and one. I feel like you know that Robin Hood story mythology is the basis of kind of this kind of Hollywood programming. 
And even I think, you know, an, an analogy that I use, I think Ayn Rand spoke into it first. I even think of the story of um, the Garden of Eden and, and, and the Tree of Knowledge. Like what Eve, Eve, Eve wants the fruit. She wants to bite the apple. She wants some knowledge and, and she's punished for it. Now, all of a sudden, you have Adam and Eve being kicked out of Eden who are desires, natural human inclinations to desire, to want something more. Now, all of a sudden, there's a cardinal sin. And it's like, oh, Adam has to be productive. Oh, shit, that sucks. You know, this is this punishment. Now he has to be productive. He has to be self-responsible. Oh, another sin. You know, and it's like for, the foundation is looking after ourselves, being self-responsible, producing, wanting, desiring. All of this, according to them, is contradictory to being human. But in really, it's the most natural thing possible. Absolutely. And, and yeah, it's hard to get around it. And then once we figure this out, like someone's saying... Even if uh, people take to heart what I just said about the programming, I mean, I, I have whole programs on this anti-wealth theme in our society. They would have under their belt the whole school system already where they've been conditioned to fill out a resume, but they never teach you how to fill out a business plan. So as we graduate, we don't mm -hmm. have any experience in trying to take care of ourselves. Like as the regular person, and I was that regular person at one time, graduated, and the only repetitive programming that I was given in school was to rush around and rapidly ask other people to give me rent, food, and entertainment credits in exchange for them bossing me around. And if that's all you have, and no one's taught you otherwise, that's where the health is going to come in because it's going to take you maybe an extra hour a night over a whole year to try and even envision or start to put together a plan where you're going to change your programming into, instead of going around and asking someone else to boss you around, you're going to do the old switcheroo in subbing yourself and you're going to boss yourself around and reprogram yourself. So not only is there's natural programming, they control the media to make us afraid of being wealthy or abundant. But once a person finds that out, they're going to have to invest some time to reprogramming. I mean, that's what my uh, Christoph business Academy is going to be all about just to help people with this initial stages of making the switch out of this anti-abundance uh, sort of poverty programming, as Randy Gage would call it. Yeah. Jason, who's had the biggest influence on your life? Um, It changes, right? A little bit. And Paul Check mm -hmm. at the beginning, yeah. I mm -hmm. really liked uh, Paul. It taught me how to be held. I couldn't really do anything without the health. So it's almost like it came in at the perfect time. That's when I just started take, realizing what was going on. They would do reviews of the mercury teeth fillings and the pesticides. And I was like, what? Like, they're poisoning us? What? <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. So it, it really started with Paul and then I was into Michael Tessarian for a really long, what, 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 maybe a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Dr. Russell Blaylock, I really like yeah. his stuff. Um, and I would take from everybody. That's and the way. I just, you know, I listen to Rashid Batar. Like, there's people that were really 
on the scene when 20 years ago mm -hmm. that were speaking up. There wasn't a lot of them, you know, like David Icke, Rashid Batar, Sherry Tenpenny, even Dr. Meryl Nass. In Romania, Dr. Nass was sitting right next to me and I had to tell her, I say, you know, I used to watch your videos about the anthrax uh, debacle 20 years ago. And she goes, oh, my God, you've been doing this a long time. She said, I only started talking about that 25 years ago. So there was there was very few, but I really bid in to everybody yeah. that I could bite into. And I don't agree with absolutely everything that everybody says, but. I mean, who are you going to agree with a hundred percent? Yeah, yeah. With, yeah with one person, it's it's not really possible. But you can't shut everybody anybody out because they all have various things to teach you. Like even say, Doctor Ryan Cole, um, he was up on stage in Romania. What I learned from Ryan Cole is not only what's going on with the cancers and the shot. But he taught me how to stand up straighter, how to put the mic, how to make eye contact with the audience. I learned more about public speaking from uh, Ryan Cole than I've ever learned from anybody else. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's such a, a big piece is that people seem to be lacking discernment, you know, in our social media world, you know, where people get canceled or you disagree with one thing and you throw out everything. It's like Jason Kristoff could come in one day and say something you know, oh, everything that you share the last 20 years, I can't believe I I listened to any of it. And yet that's what we see, which is ridiculous to me. Well, that's the conflict programming. That's another mind control program that people, that that's called insidious programming because it's everywhere. And when it's everywhere, you can't see it. <laughs> so conflict programming is the basis of all movie production. Because if there was a movie about you, Joel, and Eurosimos, and you just got up in the morning, you did a workout, you went and got some eggs from the hens, and you made the podcast. I mean, I mean, how exciting is this movie? It's kind of exciting, but it's not a blockbuster, is it? In order to get this excitement, there has to be fighting. So there's been so much fighting going on that people think that they have to fight. They have to fight about everything. So there's this conflict program that's been running in all TV shows. I mean, I do the self-sabotage coaching still, and I'll tell you that people who've watched soap operas, like Days of Their Lives, they're, they're what ends up being what I call fire starters. They fight with everybody. And it's not because they even their household environment. I look through the questionnaire, Erasmus, you know this process. Mm -hmm. Go through the questionnaire. I don't see any conflict. We can pick up, we can pick up all our habits of our parents and act them out in our adulthood. But all I see is the the soap operas. <laughs> and then their say their boyfriends complaining about them, their work their colleagues at work are complaining about them. Their parents are complaining about them. They fight with everybody. And if it's a calm day, they can't handle it. Well, this is the conflict programming I'm talking about. Absolutely. And even today, I put up a post. It was just me standing on a really high mountain in Banff uh, last summer. 
and I gave some kind of plug. I said, I'm releasing this article tomorrow. If you want to get it, if you're not on my email list, email me at info at jchristoff.com. And they're like, oh, I can't believe you're re- wearing red shoes. I suppose, you, I, I know you understand the red shoes. And I'm like, are you joking me? Mm-hmm. And then the other fire starters, the other soap opera watchers, the other movie addicts are jumping in because, hey, look, there's a fight. There's a fire. This is a movie. I'm going to I'm going to take a side. So this taking sides no, no, no. program and even in sports people don't understand the role of sports like Montreal Canadiens versus the Maple Leafs, Dallas Cowboys versus the New York Giants. This has been programmed into us. Don't forget up until 19 or 1880 there were no adults playing sports. It was just children. So they know how to, you can see this, It the communities now just split down the middle. They got to take a side. You know, that I did an article today as, you know, there's a, there's blood, there's, there's like blood baths everywhere right now. And people are like, they're fighting with each other, yelling their program phraseology, Trump, Biden, Trump, gender, you know, they're going crazy. And it's because they've been bathing in the tsunami of conflictual mind control, which is the basis of all movies. Like every single movie is about someone fighting someone else. And it's been proven only two repetitions of a similar pattern or theme can change someone's behavior unconsciously. Think about every single movie or everything, every single show is that there's a problem, there's a conflict, and there's a fight. And that's mm-hmm. why we're getting so much fighting these days mm-hmm. over things that we there's better things to do. Yeah. Jason, do you think I just want to say, do you think there's like um a beneficial element. Uh, obviously, the storytelling has been around for a whole lives. So, you know, maybe the way the, you know, architects of control use the black magic, but a lot of s- cinema is also about like the hero's journey. And so, yeah. are you, like, I don't want to, I mean, I just want to, I don't want to paint everything with the same brush because, you know, I think there can be things that can be very inspiring. But generally speaking, what the masses are watching, especially with these blockbusters, they're highlighting the themes that you're, that you're showcasing. I think if people would be able to know this knowledge that, you know, you do get programmed through the movies. There's, I mean, if anybody wants to find, I mean, Alex Jones made the best, one of the best documentaries on mind control. And I know, yeah, that Alex Jones, but it's called State of Mind. But I completely agree with you. But I always say, know this knowledge first so that when you go to a movie about a hero's journey, you can really enjoy the hero's journey part and then discard the rest, the other programming, which could include many things mm-hmm. like um, disempowered males. I mean, the, what was the Avengers Affinity Wars? That was fourth highest grossing movie of all time. And look what they did to Thor. Not that it's a real hero's journey, but look at the negative role modeling with the male yeah. role modeling in that movie. Even even with... um. Game of Thrones, it's like one of the most honorable characters, like Jon Snow. You see what ends up with him, you know, in the final episode. So it's interesting to see what they do to someone who's like considered honorable in a in a series or in a movie. Yeah, yeah. There's there's actually a phrase for that, 
where the hero or the moral person does something immoral and shocks the audience. I forget the actual psychological classification of that kind of mind control, but it's meant to instill in the viewer that everything goes, that you can change at any time. You can go from you know black to white and and back, you know, white to black. Yeah, I was going to say earlier, just, you know, um, in the context of people gen- generally throwing out the baby with the bathwater, Bruce Lee has a has a great quote, you know, absorb what is useful, discard what is not, add, add what is uniquely your own. And hilariously and paradoxically, I remember posting this once on social media, and someone commented saying, yeah, but Bruce Lee is a Hollywood Illuminati puppet. It's like, you can't even take the quote, you know? <laughs> This is another. This is another sort of. I, because I laid. I, I mean, I did not lay down the law, but I laid down a comment on the the red shoe attack, mm. uh, because I just said this is this is another mind control issue inside the truth community where there are people now gaining their full identity in the community by picking out the thirty threes. Mm-hmm. By picking out the red shoes, by picking a, the anybody that makes more money than they do is controlled opposition, with no evidence other than the fact that uh, they flew on a plane to a to fancy destination, so they must be getting paid under the table as a controlled op. This is this is going on in the truth community, and it's destroying a lot of good people and destroying a lot of good discussion and inhibiting the proper flow of information. So if anybody's out there who's acquired their identity in this way, please look at it as what it is, is, yeah, you're going to get your emotional needs met by calling everybody a tranny, and because that's another one of them. I mean, they called myself a tranny, and they called uh, my ex-wife a tranny as well. But we can get our emotional needs met. We can get some energy coming toward us in psych, you know, in psychological studies, negative energy was still better than no energy at all, but it's time for everybody to step up their game. Just, I remember one time I gave um, uh, a speech and I said, zero, I'll, you know, I'll do the zero of the time. And someone said, six, 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 look at them waving the hand uh-huh. gesture And so it's important for everybody to understand this is the time for every single person to make a step up and just keep progressing and just keep getting better. And when people are sort of stuck at that level, uh, I guess it's important for other people like myself just to try and guide them that it is a bit of a psyop where yeah. people are now getting handed their identities in the truth movement for knocking people over. And to me, that kind of individual is more psychologically disempowered and actually displays lower self-esteem than just the normie who goes about their everyday matrix life, but is able to enjoy, you know, just the, 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 the mundane aspects of reality without having to turn everything into a doom and gloom scenario. Yeah. <laughs> well, well said, Joe. <laughs> I, I agree. There's this inability to even deal with, their inner world and uncertainty or vulnerability or confusion. And they need things need to be certain, you know, Jason's part of the Illuminati because I saw him standing like this and had his hands in this gesture or or he had his hand in his lower pocket, you know, like what it's ridiculous to me. 
Yeah. But I've, hey, man, we're all listen. At the same time, I get it. There's a part of me that has compassion. And I go, you know, people are on their journey. I'm focused on what I'm focused on. You know, I used to get into back and forth arguments on Facebook 15 years ago. I don't bother with that anymore. I'm too busy living. I'm too busy loving. I'm too busy creating. I'm too busy building. Yeah. And, you know, I, f- I feel like kind of we create our audiences, you know, kind of through our image a little bit as well. I feel like our audience kind of, you know, isn't there. We don't, we don't get much of that, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, Jason, I want to switch it up and I want to ask you a question. We're seeing, obviously, you know, on the political theater level of things, a kind of resurgence of libertarianism, conservatism, you know, more right-wing politics. We're seeing Javier Malay, elected president of Argentina. Looking, it's looking like Trump's going to, you know, come back into office. And I think in different countries as well, you know, some more conservative or quote-unquote libertarian potentially-minded individuals do you think this is something that's that's that natural that is occurring, um, or do you think this, we've seen the controlled demolition of of the left wing, and now it's the you know the social engineered play to the right to keep the game going? Um, what do you sense into this? Well, I don't think people have learned their lessons at all, because what we're seeing is, you know, we're just seeing the pendulum swing back and people are, they don't want to get off their couches. They don't want to get involved. So of course they're just going to pick the next guy. They're going to pick Trump. And I did a podcast called the Trump trap over a year ago. If people want to go back and see that. And it's not that I'm pro Biden. It's not that I'm, you know, anti anything in the U S But people need to understand is that Trump's already rolling those ads that he is going to go start a whole bunch of stuff in the Middle East, which you'll just bankrupt. See, the whole goal is to destroy the U.S. You can't cheerlead the next guy just because he's the other guy who's just going to finish it off, right? He's just going to finish off the U.S. And I don't know what people are going to be able to do in order to stop this plan, because to me, the plan is to bankrupt these societies in order to facilitate the reacquirement of all assets, because they want to keep saying, we got to do this. This costs a trillion dollars. We got to do this. We got to do that. And everybody's so used to sitting around and letting that happen. They don't understand there's a point where the country can become bankrupt. And in all insolvency cases, the property that's pledged as chattel against the loan becomes the property of the person who gave the loan. And that means In Canada, it's the same thing. Canada is bankrupt. The U.S. is bankrupt. And if Trump gets in and if he has his way in the Middle East to go and start a war, and he actually has TV ads proclaiming that right now, it's going to put the whole U.S. country and every person in who has a U.S. citizenship in receivership. And that means your property can be legally clawed back as no longer yours. And if you want to know like the phrase, 
you're going to own nothing and be happy. This is one pathway where they could do it is they completely bankrupt the society where the central banks say that's completely okay, but now we have to take possession of all the land, all the assets, all the highways, all the houses, and all the bank accounts at the same time because we got to keep vaccinating. We got to keep going to war. We got to keep doing this. We got to keep for the equality. And this, people have to really understand there's only a couple of solutions here. Empower yourself, and there's going to have to be a grassroots movement to just tell the federal government in the United States, you, you don't have the power to be doing any of this almost on a, le- on a legal level. You're going to, basically, we might have to start locking the government staffers out of the buildings in order to protest what they're doing. Because they're literally trying to remove all our freedoms and reacquire all our assets through spending that they know will get that group where they intend to go, which is insolvency. Uh Does that make any sense? Yeah, it, yep. it does make sense. And I know Joel brought him up earlier because I'm just curious. Do you think the the guy who was just elected to Argentina as the new president, who's more of a libertarian anarcho-capitalist, do you think um, that's on purpose? Do you think there's any net benefit to having some of these philosophies be put out there to more people? Um, I think time will tell. And I think people are empowering as this system crumbles, I think that average person is empowering empowering themselves. And I think these levels will meet eventually. I I don't agree. Like my view is that the amount of money that the government is entitled to through the fruits of your labor is zero. Mm-hmm. We cannot have an ancient multi-generational crime syndicate taking money and like joel said money is just electricity and this group like covets power which is another electrical uh, term they're in charge which is another electrical term and they they're taking trillions of dollars and then formulating payoffs and bribes and casting the entire earth in their image based on them stealing our energy and using our energy to their own to their own ends and they're at this point it they're like energy magicians they can take so much energy from us that we don't have enough energy even to live and that's where i think people are starting to wake up I don't think anybody listening to this would be hard-pressed to understand that a crime syndicate who already steals 50 to 60% of your income through illegal means has a plan to steal the last 40. If you give a pirate 60% of your income... Don't tell me they're not going to sit in the lap of luxury formulating a plan as to acquire the last 40, even if it means cutting your head off. And this is what the COVID's about. 
this is a what about this is what the food issues about food scarcity, energy scarcity, lockdowns, bankruptcy, healthcare. You know, healthcare is such a stupid word. There's nothing health like this is we we gotta really stop using the word healthcare. It, it's it's a murderous system. It always has been. It's meant to make us so weak, this healthcare system, that we cannot we cannot resist the piracy that we're engaged with today. So I don't know which I mean, I don't think I, I believe wholeheartedly that Donald Trump is on the team. I don't know about the man in Argentina, but I know Biden's on the team, Trump's on the team. This group we're dealing with, go back to the David Whitehead interview on this podcast, they control both wings of the same bird and then, you know, give us these fake options, right? The only options they give us, I call it the free dumb plan, right? It's not free dumb, it's free dumb, F-R-E-E dash D-U-M-B, where everything that makes you dumb is provided free by the state. That's the free dumb plan. The only options they give us, the only freedom this group gives us is freedom in the areas that don't count. Picking the blue team instead of the red team who never have served the people, who keep stealing your money and weaponizing your own money against you and your family, that is the dumbest thing that we can be doing as as humans on this planet right now. We need to, as Max would say, we need to tell them we are not no longer confident in your ability to rule. You are dismissed, and we are going to surround the government institutions until you understand that you can no longer be at the reins of power because you're draining us of the very energy we need to survive. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we have to draw a line in the sand. We have to. Yeah. Well said, man. You mentioned before, like money is electricity. And uh, it's a very diluted form of electricity right now, as we know through fractional reserve banking. And like when money is, pr- is printed consistently backed by absolutely nothing, what's really being depleted is not the price of a dollar, but really the price of your own energy. When you go and exchange that through creative effort yeah. out, out there in the world, um, and on that note, I want to ask you: like, are, are you bullish on Bitcoin? Because the more that I I go into Bitcoin education myself, I think me and you know many other who I would consider you know deeply truthful, research oriented into individuals are realizing that this might be a actual lifeline here. Um, you know, the scarcity is locked in at 21 million or whatever it is. Um, it's something that seems to be incorruptible, something that seems to be not be able to be diluted by external forces. Uh, so where, where are you at on Bitcoin? I've hedged my bets in the crypto market a long time ago. Yeah. I don't, I think this is a great system. So, the, you know, if we can keep the electricity on, Mm-hmm. And we can keep the exchanges open and we can keep all our wallets open for exchanging and we can get rid of the criminals. I think this is going to be the currency. Mm-hmm. But we'll have to get rid of the criminals at the same time as this secondary monetary system is rising up. We yes. really need to make sure that this multi generational crime syndicate 
is removed from power. And there's lots of evidence and that's happening. And you're right, Joe, like this electricity thing is a real thing. You investigate this group, they're, they're heavy into their belief of electrical currency. I mean, they know this is why they call it currency. And even the dollar sign, right? The S in sort of ancient symbolism is also a lightning bolt or uh, like like a like a lightning bolt of electricity. You can see the two lines, which means you know you're bringing the current into a channel where you can direct the electricity. That's what that dollar sign means. And yeah, you know but- they're they're directing it away from us. We should be directing it into us like an onk. Well, even the S is like a wave of energy, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And and the word money, I mean, we all know about the word money. M-O-N generally means moon, and moon means the only one, the single one. And E is the magical fifth element. You know, we have the four earth elements and the magical invisible fifth element. So money means the one and only magic. That's what it means, the one and only electricity. So there's lots of indications that they know this has electrical sort of aspects and they are channeling, we're almost like solar energy panels as human beings here on the planet. We take in the food energy, which the food energy collects the energy from the sun. And then they've sort of turned our work labor, our our sort of work value into a substance that they can steal. So they're actually stealing our electricity when they tax when they when they tax us. Yep. Yeah, man. You know, and like even if you even if you're earning those dollars and and they're just sitting there, you know, you're you're still privy to the inflationary beast system, you know? So for me personally, I'll make a delineation I'll make a delineation between Bitcoin and the rest of the and the rest of the crypto market. You know, I've for me I've I'm more bullish on Bitcoin in particular and the the base principles that that's built upon and yeah man i genuinely think that's that's a haven away from the system you know it's it's a way that we can really lock away our life force energy and not have it be corrupted um by these pirates absolutely and a lot of people are thinking the exact same you can see bitcoin fell pretty hard um probably for a year and a half now it's coming back and if it is sort of a safe haven like I think that a lot of people, I think a lot of people in the big club have been told to sort of hold back, but I do expect a lot of them to be given the word to jump in. And when when the big club is given the okay or the command to jump in, I think we're going to see all-time highs on Bitcoin. Yeah, for sure. And like people need to get out of this idea, like it's not even about what Bitcoin's worth in USD. You know, because for the first time you have a system where one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. And as long as that, as long as that remains steadfast, then, you know, that's, we never had anything like that. Um, Yeah. Interesting, man. Very, very interesting. But, you know, we go through this process, you know, we're, we're creative forces, we're building online businesses and it's nice to be able to research and have different opportunities to, to navigate our ships, you know, as, as we continue through this process, that's for sure. Yeah, I wish it wasn't so topsy-turvy and turbulent every single day but you for know many, what, many years. That's that's where I get to feel my life force. That's that's where I get to feel the competency that exists within me. You know, if it wasn't topsy-turvy, if, if it was easy, what would I have to, to sharpen my sword? 
You know, what would I have to be able to meet my edge on a day-to-day basis? Like that's where I take pride in being able to navigate these turbulencies. And like part of me loves it. Yeah. Sometimes I, I mean, like someone like Max Egan, who's is the hurricane wiped out his house and oh, he's, yeah. be, you know, he, you know, if he goes back to Australia, he'll probably be arrested. Sometimes I just wish, I mean, I wish peace upon mm-hmm. some people for like even a week just to just yeah. relax and recharge sometimes because the way the information is coming and the challenges are coming. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely a lot. So I feel for people out there that they're, they're most likely feel like they've been treading water for a very long time. They've gotten to be better swimmers, but uh, yeah. I would just say, just keep going. Don't give up. Yeah, like suffering, there's an element of that that's part of life and challenges are part of life, but maybe 5% less, 10% less, 20% less would be would be nice, especially when you see what goes into making people and making the masses uh, be in and stay in that state of suffering. So, yeah. yeah it, I, it, I, oh, go ahead, Joe. No, it'll be, it'll be nice to have like more consistent natural challenges as opposed to constantly engineered challenges. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I meant to say. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What are you what are you excited about, Jason? Like, you know, what's like like your vision for yourself and, and for your you know, your loved ones and, and what you're doing and what you're bringing to the world. I know you have a new business academy, but um I'm just excited about people are just finding their voices. That really ex- that really excites me. When I hear people that I would never think would find a truer or, or a a higher level, like some of the some of the medical doctors that are in the in the world today, um, they were stuck at a certain level for a very long time, and now I'm seeing a lot of them come out and they're getting courage from each other. I can see when one speaks out, the other one finds the courage to speak out, and even you know non medical professionals, but. I like when medical professionals speak out because the mind programming is that we should be listening to them. Mm. So their messages always go a lot farther and it, it, their message will always go a lot farther than say my message. So it's really important that they're always upping their game. And I've been seeing a lot of them bellying up and they're lying, you know, they line up, they adult up, they're leveling up. And they're really starting to push the limit. They know that the censorship is there and they're really inching their way up and trying to get the message across in the most efficient way they can, sometimes using code, sometimes using straight language. So for me, what's exciting is seeing the the world awaken. It is exciting for me to look around at how many people know so much about what's happening in the world the excitement for me is looking around and saying, what took you guys so long? Because mm. I've been doing it for 20 years. So when I have so many people s- saying, oh, I know about fluoride, I know about Teflon, I know about the shots, I know about the vitamin K, I know about tinfoil on the barbecue. I, You know, I'm like, awesome. It's about time. You know, so once they once they see the initial con jobs, and they can recognize the structure of those cons and how they were lied to and why they believe those lies. They can take that entire learning apparatus and go plug it in 
and put it over so much, so, so many other scams going on. And it just gives me great hope that that's actually happening. Because before it was just like, you know, having a rock concert to, you know, Wembley Stadium to 10 people in the front row. So I'm just very excited that everybody's starting to understand that some, you know, something's not right. And I'm like, thank God, because we need the help. We 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 need the help. We need as many people as possible saying, you know, maybe poisoning the shit out of ourselves 24 hours a day isn't the right path. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I mean, when I see people questioning the HIV AIDS paradigm, like that was something that was oh, eye opening for me and like what started my process. I mean, 9 11 also, but like, you know, in 2005, reading Dr. Carrie Mullis's autobiography that was given to me by my acting teacher, one of my first mentors, actually, like I was blown away. I was like, why doesn't everyone know this information? And this was even pre challenging germ theory. This was just challenging even just the more mainstream elements of of HIV AIDS and Dr. Robert Gallo and everything around that, you know, Peter Duisberg and others speaking out. So now you see more people bringing up that history. And I'm like, wow, man, like it's, it's a trip to me, but you know, you see it, you see it in the comment threads, you see when posts are being made, you know, where people are speaking out and saying things that like 10 years ago, you would maybe see one person comment on a thread. Right. And even with the HIV AIDS, I've even had people in the gay community, reach out to me and congratulate me on my podcast, trying to warn the gay community about the monkeypox vaccine. And I was interviewed by the gay, some people in the gay community saying, oh, we never knew any of this stuff. It's just unbelievable. I've even had people give up their HIV, um, yeah, their, their HIV medication because they said it's not even real. Mm -hmm. And they feel so much better when they did. So it feels it feels good, not for me, but it feels good that someone else, so, you know, somewhere else, someone, someone, somewhere else, is less toxic, mm -hmm. less poisoned. I know the brain is working a little better, and this is this is all about the brain. If we can get everybody's brain back online, the way God designed it to work, this is over. Like a, yeah. a healthy mind can see this scam for what it is without Jason Kristoff, without a lot of people trying to interpret the information for them. You don't need the truth tellers. You just need a healthy brain and be like, this doesn't make any sense. doesn't make yeah. any sense. M more electrical terminology when the light bulb turns on, you know, yeah. in a person's mind and they go, aha, whoa. And then they start seeing things for as they are, for as they are, and then they can start making different empowering decisions for their lives. And and then what does that then do? How does that then impact your family? How does that then impact your close community? So you know, charity charity starts at home. Light yourself up, learn, grow, and then see what happens. Yeah, I do. I do. I do this just for the children. I mean, I started doing this. I still do this for the children. Um, I don't want to see if if necessary if need be like I would like not to see kids in wheelchairs when I used to go to my daughter's school and pick her up and I'd know it's probably from vaccine damage and that's why I've been banging on vaccines for 20 years cuz I can't stand to see human potential lost 
because someone was mind controlled by this multi-generational crime syndicate. It breaks my heart and to, to my dying breath, I will always fight to make sure there's less children fed into the into the furnace of this this ugly, dark, and rotting system. Well said. Just appreciate you, Jason. You know, I love this conversation. I love what you're about. I love all the cool things that are happening in your life. And, and you know, you've gone through rites of passage, you know, in your life. And you recently went through one. And look at all how everything's like opening up for you because a big change happened. Yeah, there's challenges. Yeah, there's there's things that you have to face and obstacles. But like to see your success, to see your your message being spread around the world, is it's inspiring. I, I think it's, I mean, again, I think it's great, not because it highlights me, but I try to make uh, memes or phrases that open people's minds. I try to make articles that open people's minds. I try to make sure all my thoughts are in a certain sequence so people can get, like, walk through the, the evidence. So I'm very, I mean, I'm just very privileged and thankful to be doing the things I'm doing, traveling around, giving talks. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, when your your feet are on the ground and, and good things are happening to you and you can sit back and say, you know what, shit, this is, this is my life, but I designed it like this and I'm going to smile right now. This is crazy and this is fun. So I've had a lot of those moments in the past two or three years. And, um, I mean, a lot of my life force has, has been kind of sucked out, but it's coming back in. But I mean, it, it's this exchange and I don't think I would want to live any other way. I, I mean, I, I love what I'm doing. It's sort of, I believe what I was naturally born to do. And, you know, the I think the journey's just begun. So I'm really excited. And I know your journey's just begun too, Joel. And you're awesome, Austin. I just love your your podcast. And uh, I shared a couple of your podcasts recently. People just love them. Thanks, man. We really appreciate the Jason Kristoff effect when things go out in your email. So uh, great. Thanks, man. Oh, absolutely, man. Jason, we, we, we stand on your shoulders, brother. You know, you, you were there from the beginning. You answered the call for us, you know, early on. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, man, like your asthma said, just, you know, appreciate the path you've walked because really it allows us to continue to walk ours and maybe a little bit easier. Uh, thanks, guys. I, 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 pre I have a hard time taking compliments, but thank you. No worries. Man, what, what would you like to leave our audience with before we wrap this one up? I would just tell them, uh, you know, we we would love to see everybody um, going toward their full potential. And we know that you sometimes you can try it on your own. And we know how hard it is. Start with the physical aspects. Start with your health, what you eat what you drink, what time you go to bed, what time you get up and the rituals. But if you need guidance, I mean, not to plug um, your program, guys, but if you need guidance, Joel and Eurosimos give good guidance, you'll be, you know, you could probably cover 10 years of ground in one year if you had a good guide. And I tell people it's not really... Um, it's not an option at this point. It's a responsibility. It's an obligation to be better. We have to really believe the system of what it 
uses to fuel itself, which is our money. So every time I like for me buying beer, buying wine, I don't do that. You know, I'm not stressed about it, but I don't want any of my money going toward these companies that are weaponizing the dollar against me. And so basically I tell people, just use what you have, you know, start where you are, do what you can, but it, we would really appreciate it if we could all rise up together and it's not going to be their world that we that they're going to build. It's going to be our world where there's freedom to express our innate human potential, a freedom to discuss, a freedom to debate, a freedom to be healthy, and a freedom where we can love and be happy and be satisfied. And from there, I think with that as the foundation all around the world, I mean, I can just envision the society that has modern attributes. It does have computers, but it's used to make all our lives better. And I think if everybody took the act of betterment as an obligation, we could get there faster. So I just invite everybody to dive in, start with their physical, potentially get a guide, and we'll see you on Success Mountain. We'll help you up. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Love it. Thanks so much, man, again. And everyone else, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Another great Jason Christoph episode in the books. Yeah, number three. Number three, if you just uh, watch this one, uh, go and check out the two other ones we've had with him. Uh, they definitely will not disappoint. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's always a good time. And, you know, Jason just speaks so directly and clearly into, you know, the the subtle and not so subtle programs, just holding the masses back. Um, you know, I think generally speaking, like for the most part, I feel like our audience is pretty cutting edge. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you're probably past um, you know, most of most of that. But it's always good just to speak into it, reiterate it, rehash it, and also like share it with your friends, you know, someone who you think that this could help pull up and, you know, move the needle forward for them in, in their life and their personal uh, journey. Uh, please, we really, really encourage sharing it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, man, this this self-development process is, is an ongoing thing uh, for all of us, you know, and there's stages and there's levels and it really does not end. Yeah, of course, man. It's uh, it's all about self-empowerment. And how do you, like Jason even said, like, how do you rise up and become your best in a world, in a system that wants to keep you at your worst? And uh, that's the heroic life. That's what Joel and I are about. That's what our uh, eight-week group coaching program, Rise Above the Herd, is all about, is to to get you to really up-level, to get you to take the reins of your own life, reclaim your power, and um, you know, keep going after the things that you highly value and that you want to bring forth in the world. Yep. There's challenges every every step of the way, but as you move through, you, you shed the layers of that conditioning and you sh and the, the challenges change and they they morph and they become more intentional as well as we take more control of our lives and we, we grasp uh, reality with, with more certainty and with more self-esteem. So yeah, man, absolutely. We won't keep you guys too long, but Rise Above the Herd, round eight. If you're down to go in this eight-week journey with us, lots of eights. Lots of eights this round, bro. Round eight, power. Gen eight. Yeah. Eight, you know, represents power. You know, it's like the abundance symbol, symbol of infinity. So, yeah, man. Now's a great time. 
eight eight also is the strength card of the tarot which represents leo which is a uh, you know another relation to power and to strength and to heroism and to shining bright and to stepping into purpose and gift and to me like honestly bro throughout the rounds there has been a neurological correlation which i've been observing on on subtle levels for sure but anyway guys riseboblehood.co if you want to go through this process with us and really you know unlock your true potential or hit the link in the show notes thanks for being here we appreciate you so much if you get the chance please like share review subscribe um, whatever you feel called to do on any level whatsoever. Smoke and mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a the time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms, cause they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean. Fast forward and never lose.